0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to the All Good Juju Podcast. I am your host, Brittany Bisinski. Today's episode will be featuring one of my favorite subjects, creativity. We're going to be chatting all about the pursuit of healing through radical creativity with my friend and intuitive artist and spiritual guide, Allie Alizi, Allie, or Your Aura by Allie on Instagram, actually created my last podcast artwork based on her artistic portrait and depiction of what my spiritual aura looked like at the time, which was beautiful and fascinating. I've also had several of my friends do this as well. Highly recommend. But in doing this, she's also done this for thousands of her clients. Allie has built her very own blossoming creative empire. As a true craftsman, I've watched Allie create and sell her art ranging from jewelry, paintings, music, sound baths, digital aura portraits, and so much more. Allie also has a painfully beautiful story on how she has healed anxiety and depression through this channel of radical creativity. If there is anyone we can learn from when it comes to this topic, it's Allie. Creatives of all kinds and walks of life, I am very happy to welcome Allie to chat with us today. This is going to be a jam packed, high energy interview. So let's dive in. Hi, Allie. Thank you so much for coming on today. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Let's start out by telling everyone your story. What got you pulled into the wonderful world of creativity?
1: So I guess, really, I have only considered myself a creative recently. This is not something that has been something that's always been with me in, you know, my understanding. And now deep inside, of course, being creative is such a natural part of us. But I really wasn't connected to it. When I was younger, I would be in art class. And I remember this like specific moment that I was like painting these flowers. And it was like a still life. Of course, I went to Catholic school. So we of course had still life as a six year old. So that's what we were doing. (laughs) But um, I remember that I was painting the flowers all different colors, but the flowers were purple. And I remember a teacher even saying to me, no this isn't right it has to be purple and it i remember it so specifically cuz i just turned away from something that i loved like i remember that moment in particular and i just said okay i guess i'm just not an artist i'm not a creative person i'm doing it wrong and i think it's so interesting cuz we so often teach kids or you know really anyone that art is similar to like a math or a science and it's Absolutely not. There are, of course, techniques you can learn, but really for tapping into creativity, you should always feel like it's an exploratory expression, more so than a science, you know? So I really remember stepping away from it, even though I loved it. I was very discouraged from it. And then I would say, maybe in 2017, I think that's the year I launched my food blog and I did like food styling and I loved making like fun colored smoothies and decorating them. That was like really in, in 2017. Oh yeah, I did that too,
0: <laughs> like very long as well. (laughs) Yes,
1: exactly. And it was so fun. And plus I didn't have money for art supplies. So this was perfect. I could eat and make art. And I didn't even know, like, I didn't realize I was making art. I was like, okay, I'm going to become a recipe developer. And I started like making recipes and I was like, this is not for me. I don't want to be a recipe developer. And I just loved taking photos and styling food. And it was so fun for me. And it's, it really came from Getting out of a depression, and I was in this really low space in my life, and I didn't really have much purpose. I was just working in fashion, I was really depressed. I had just quit that job, and I transitioned into just kind of working retail and starting a food blog and working at a meditation studio and just kind of delving into that spiritual awakening and understanding myself in general and it just kind of has spiraled and I would say when I moved to Miami and right before the pandemic really went into full force, I started tapping into creativity. I started feeling that negative energy again, and I responded the same way I did with the food. And I decided to start creating because I wanted to make myself happier. I wanted to pull myself out of this depression and just, you know, immerse myself in color, you know, color has always been such a healing, healing tool for me. So I started making like collages. And I think that's just how it very naturally, I stepped into art, because I was doing something without really thinking of a plan. Instead, i just thought about how could I feel better and release my emotions, express myself so that it's visible, you know, and, and I can create something that embodies my energy in the happiest form and that's how kind of my auras started to come about because i wanted to embody others energies in their happiest purest most loving form so i started really looking into people's souls and started to share that and i did it for a few friends and then it started to (laughs) yes exactly you were one of my first uh clients so you know, it really launched itself because I was showing people through art, through expression, how beautiful their souls were and in a way that was healing for me. So I knew it would be healing for others. So mm-hmm. that's really where my story has led me to here, where now I have completely stepped into my artist archetype and feel that completely in myself. I can actually say now I am an artist. I am a healer. I am an intuitive artist. And it is so amazing because it wasn't something that I was born with. I wasn't, you know, it wasn't something that I was always an artist and I've just always practiced. It was something that has transformed and evolved. And I've watched myself grow into this artist instead of just it being a natural ability. And it's been a pretty amazing journey.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. That is really beautiful. And there are so many pieces there where I feel like I can resonate with that. Like for the longest time, I've even now I w- I was talking with my writing mentor yesterday and it was so hard for me to get out that I wanted to be a great writer. And I like stumbled even saying great writer because there is just so much weight that mm. comes with. Absolutely. Owning and embodying that, you know, that artist archetype. It's for whatever reason, it's a very scary role to step into. It's so scary. It's great. It's brave to step into that role. Yeah. And so I think it's it's beautiful how it almost found you. And I love that part of your story where you're you're like, This is healing me, so it's healing others. And that's something that I've always felt too, is You can heal the world through what heals you like I fully believe that so whatever you feel is healing when you you know take that on you just open so many doors for other people and you know like I've experienced your artwork I got an aura portrait and it was one of the coolest experiences and some of my other friends when I told them about it like this is cool I want to get it and they got them and they're like this was awesome. So there yeah, was- what's so interesting about my auras is that I actually never advertised them.
1: I never did paid advertising. I never tried to sell them. It was really that if it was meant for you, it'd be word of mouth and it would find you and you would find me because it really, I didn't have the intention of it taking off as it did. I really just loved it. And it was a way for me to express myself and to help others through that expression.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I love about how you practice your art and just from even like a social media standpoint, just following all the things that you're doing, you really seem to like honor the process where you take steps back frequently and you recharge yourself. Talk a little bit about that and why that's important because it's really fascinating to see.
1: So I would say,
0: you know, I, every
1: creative i feel like runs into blocks at times you know and i've learned actually to instead of being upset that i'm feeling blocked instead i lean into it so when i am blocked i say wow so this is actually my time to rest restore become so into my daydreams and imagination get into nature and i use it as a time that you know productivity in our world is like 9 to 5 go to work get things done and it's it's this like consistent energy and that is just not how creativity works creativity is flowing and when you're having a big wave and burst of energy that's when I'm in the studio hours and hours a day. I am writing. I am creating. I am totally immersed in that. But when I am blocked, instead of being upset with myself, which has been times in the past that I've just been kind of disappointed, like, wow, I'm just never going to be able to create again. Like, I'm never going to make art. I'm never going to have another good idea for the rest of my life. And I used to get into this spiral. And I realized recently that actually, those are the moments that are pivotal moments for me right about to jump into my next amazing idea. So instead of falling into that, it's a blog, I'm upset, I don't know how I just take space, restore. And I know, and I have trust, I have faith that it's just clearing up the energy inside me for me to become a perfect vessel for me to Create and have the energy to create.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I remember reading something um, pretty recently. It was this writer who was a mother and struggled to find the time to write or would get very frustrated. I think there's a lot of frustration too in creativity when you don't get to use it and it just kind of builds and builds and causes, you know, so many different emotional feelings, anger. Um, And she was writing about this frustration and this block, right? Like this block that she couldn't really control. And I think that happens too. And she said something beautiful in this article where she's like, it's a block, but it's also life. And I'm able to immerse myself in that present moment and living that I can bring back to my work. And after that, my whole like you know, idea around creative blocks just shifted. It's like, wow, this, you know, even like you said, it, it doesn't have to be such a negative thing if you can't get to it or you just have some sort of block, lean into that because maybe, you know, it's just looking at the sunset that night that helps you, you know, think of a line for your story or whatever. Yes, just,
1: go out, see people, go yeah. into nature, get excited about life again because I think blocks so often come from, um, just the dissatisfaction with the same, you know, when, you know, we are creating something over and over again, or we're writing the same on the same topic. And we're just kind of like, it's stale, you know, so start doing something different, try new things, meet new people, go to new places, be inspired because yeah. though that without inspiration, we're not, we're creatives aren't meant to you know, be the same. That's why it's really lot like taps into that divine femininity of a cycle, you know. Mm-hmm. And the creativity is that same cycle. And if we try and push it to be the same, then it will become a science, mm-hmm. a math, a very, you know. And I think there can definitely be creativity in those topics as well. Mm-hmm. But at least from my experience, that it's just there's they're different, and it's okay that they're different. Right. And how that, how you would advance yourself in creativity is by leaning into the process and not the end result. The process should be the enjoyable part of the creative, creative process. You know, writing should be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know, painting should be enjoyable. It shouldn't just be like, okay, I'm doing something to complete it. Then it becomes like just work and just something that is Thank just, Yeah. Like you don't want to do it anymore because you're not inspired. You're just, you want to finish. And as soon as I do something where I just want to finish, I usually just take away some time from, and I step away, I go for a walk. I do something else because I want every piece of art that I make to be sourced from inspiration and excitement and love, not sourced Mm -hmm. out of, you know, deadlines, or I would have, sign myself up to work in corporate again. Like right. that's yeah. what I was looking for. There's loads of options for that. Mm-hmm. But I think with, when you choose a creative path, leaning into the cycle and to the process, it's just, it's how you create your most magical book, your most magical piece of art, anything mm-hmm. is by leaning into that process and loving every moment because Everything has energy, and you know I work with auras, so I see these auras, and I see how these books or you know pieces have auras as well and I can tell when I'm reading a book with this person is just trying to you know sell something or just get it done, or they truly lit up and inspired, and their soul is just like on fire, you know when yeah. they're ready, you can feel it through them, yeah. you can yeah. feel it through the words, through the energy so when I create, I want people to feel that whatever I'm creating, it's sourced from love. It's sourced from the divine. It's sourced and being channeled through me to create magic, truly. And that's what I want people to feel. I'm covered in chills.
0: That was oh. so powerful because I feel that too. I feel I feel that exact same way. Even when I was talking with my writing mentor yesterday, we were talking about process. And I was feeling ashamed because I write um, very much like in the heat of the moment with how I'm feeling. So if I'm feeling a certain way, I want that to come through with my character because I believe that people can feel energy so they can feel that sadness. Of they, can they can feel that joy. They can feel that in my character. And so we were talking about this. He like, you know, I write like, you know, page one, two, three, in a very linear, linear process, but that doesn't mean you're wrong. The way that you're doing it, the way that you're creating, it doesn't make it wrong. So I think that's fascinating because I, I totally agree. Um, you can feel people's art. And I think that's why people are attracted to that, you know, and you've been so successful with everything. I mean, let's talk about the things so you've much. worked on. You know, you've done jewelry, you've made music, you, you know, I like have your playlist downloaded on Spotify. Oh, thank you. you have your <laughs> digital art, you have your paintings now, like that's incredible. Thank you so much. And
1: I'm so excited because my next endeavor is really to create some kind of either a course or membership. I haven't completely solidified it yet, but I'm definitely going to try and push this energy into a way that helps others tap into their creative energy. I've worked a lot on myself and I've worked a lot on everything that I've created, has been me pushing myself you know, out of that, those limiting beliefs. And I mean, that's basically what an artist is, is just those who do. I mean, those, if you're, if you're a painter, you just have to paint. That doesn't mean you have to, you know, be featured in MoMA, you know, you can be an artist and a painter and a writer just because you do it. And I think when I stopped worrying about Uh, achieving or the success around it is when I actually found the most success because I just started to create because I love it. And I created because I wanted to take the risk. I think art and creativity is all about risk-taking because it is so scary to come face to face with a blank canvas, with a blank page. Mm -hmm. It's so intimidating But you're saying, okay, let's do it. Even though I'm scared, I'm going for it anyway. And I have to say, there was this moment where I'm just getting tingles just thinking about it when I decided I was gonna make this spare, like a closet room, my art studio. And I put my first, like, I put my first palette ready to go and I had my canvas ready to go. And I got, I was a little nervous to start and I put some music on and I started dancing. And then I started to just paint without thinking about what I was painting. I wasn't thinking about how it was going to turn out, what the end result was. And I remember this moment where I just picked up loads of paint and I just threw it against the, the canvas and it splattered on the wall and I made a mess. And I was like, oh, and I have this video that shows my face like with my mouth just dropped open like I cannot believe I just threw paint across the room and now it's splattered all over the wall and like I'm making a disaster this is an art and then I was like whoa 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 this was like one of the most exciting moments of my life mm-hmm. and I have Jumped out of planes, gone skydiving, bungee jumping I traveled all around in this little moment all alone in this private space where I can just be myself without any judgment without anyone watching me, I can just fully express myself and in that moment you know i'm i'm a pretty i'm a virgo so i'm definitely tends to be organized and you know I have my steps and I have my processes and i have and my house is always clean and to make a mess was just that was art to me that was that was the most exciting part of that that painting yeah. was that yeah. one moment and that is the, that is what people felt when they saw that painting and i ended up naming it you know unfiltered joy because it was just so i was so happy and yeah. i think that's what creativity can bring it's just pure happiness that isn't you know based on success or anything else or people's opinions of you, uh, you know, your family's expectations, etc. It is just based on that process of pure love and enjoyment and embodying that through your expression and how you express yourself. So yeah, uh, yeah it was an yeah. amazing one.
0: <laughs> Yeah. I could feel the emotion. There was like some tears kind of like collecting in the corner of my eyes when you are when you're talking about that. I could feel that. Um you know, what came to me was just like, you let go. And that is really hard for most of modern America to just be like, fuck it. I'm going to get paint everywhere. I'm going to do something that is so vulnerable because art is vulnerable. Even if you don't intend on showing anyone just to pick up the pen and start writing is very vulnerable stuff. Even to pick up a paintbrush or you know, beads and string and necklace, like it's vulnerable if you share it or if you don't, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I I actually think that when you first are stepping into your creativity to actually keep it private for as long as you feel comfortable. I, I think so many of us say like share it, do it, whatever, but fall in love with your process, fall in love with your creativity because once you fall in love with it, it's, you you can't help but share it, you know, and you are going to get feedback. I mean, the hard thing about art, the hard thing about writing, people are going to resonate and people are not like, there will always be someone who hates my art, hates it. Like, I don't know why, but someone's going to hate it. Mm -hmm. And, but what you find is that most people that you attract energetically are going to love it. You know, but every so often there is someone who it, they hate it, and that's okay because it almost it almost shows that you are truly expressing yourself. You're truly showing yourself because you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. So for that to be portrayed on paper, portrayed on uh, you know anything, uh, mm-hmm. you're making a pottery situation, anything at all, it's 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 scary because you know that someone might not like it and it's it's going to happen and getting over that fear is is so transformational you just feel like you just quantum leap when you just don't care anymore when you say this is my expression you can like it or you don't i'm good either way Mm -hmm. i'm just so happy to express it but when someone is first starting out i do find that like your inner artist is a child it is an inner little child and that's who plays that's who creates you know so nurturing that child reparenting that child loving that child that's within how would you know, how would you best prepare your child to grow up and share their work and share what they want to do? You're a mom, so you can probably tap into that more than I can. I raise kittens, but, <laughs> but and he's doing great. He's a great cat. He's very independent, <laughs> very, very artistic, very artistic. He <laughs> you know, loves to get involved with my paint. He loves to put oh. his paws in and run around the house. So um, I experienced that too. But really, I mean, even with you kids even speak as a mother, like how would you, you know, encourage your child to tap into their creative energy and what would recommendations would that you give because that's the same recommendations you'll give yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean I'm thinking about my two my two boys and my firstborn doesn't really seem to be into like the arts. You know, like I like, oh here's some paint here, you know, <laughs> and he was like Meh. you know, but my little one, he's like crayons, crayons, markers, markers, you know, like, So, but it's funny because, you know, I feel like creativity can be expressed in so many ways. So my right. oldest, he loves like dress up, you know, he loves mm. to dress up. And like, I, like, I could literally see him being an actor one day because it, he loves to just get into character and be Peter Pan or be like a superhero. And yes. So, um, expresses his creativity and I mean I'll be the mom at the park where my kids like dress up as spider-man you know like they're like oh exactly so you know it is like understanding who your kid is knowing that creativity is expressed so differently and so many different I, I believe
1: that everyone is creative so even if your oldest might not be what we would define as like into the arts or creative he is creative he just is finding his own way of expression i mean i think that everyone is creative because we are made in the likeness of the creator by the creator herself and we are created to create further. We are attached to the universe. We are a part of the universe. We are all interconnected. And that makes us creators because that is what she is. She created us and she made us so that we can make more. We can make magic. We can, you know, be, be an architect, create buildings. We can, you know, create all sorts of things. There's so, even I'm sure there's something with science and math. I'm just not a scientist or a mathematician, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure that you can find your creative spark even in areas that you would never think, Mm -hmm. you know, engineering, you're creating something, you're creating, that takes loads of math and science, you know, and you're creating all sorts of things in engineering, I don't know, but you do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I, I really think that, we all are naturally so creative. And if you don't think you're creative, um, I think that that stems from childhood. I think that stems from being told that I think that stems from, uh, you know, limiting beliefs. And I think that really stems from not allowing yourself the space and time to express yourself. I mean, I honestly do feel like so many of us are in survival mode that creativity is so hard to tap into because creativity comes from it's best when we are in a relaxed state actually when we're tired that's actually a great time to tap into like intuition and creativity because we're less judgmental of ourselves and we're less hard on ourselves so actually being tired isn't always a bad thing which I learned later but you know I remember when I was living in New York I was really living paycheck to paycheck I was not thriving. I was sick. I was depressed. I was dating non-stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was really on a roll. And <laughs> it was really, I mean, my energy was just given out to all these wrong places. And wow. I just was in survival mode. And I do remember, um, I'm not like saying the pandemic was a good thing, but for me, I got to just be at home. No one was I was with my partner. So I was in a steady home, in a steady relationship. And I still wasn't thriving. I still wasn't feeling great. I still didn't know what my purpose was. I still didn't really, I wasn't, I wasn't happy. I was happy in my relationship, but that's just like one aspect of my life. That's not me. You know, that's just one part, and that's so wonderful. And I was so grateful. But it almost was like, it was almost upsetting to him too because he's like why aren't you happy <laughs> like we're like yeah. super happy and it just was like i didn't feel that my soul was being expressed because i was just getting out of survival mode and i found that when i was in a place that we were stuck at home i had loads of art supplies that i ordered from like amazon or michael's or whatever and i just started to create that's really how the jewelry came about just because i had time to actually not just be struggling. I had a time to just be at home. No one was asking me to go to a party. No one was asking me to do this or that or this. I could just be. And that's really when it really took off, when I really started to tap into it in a way that was freeing. Because I was like, well, the world could end literally tomorrow. I might as well give it a go now and that was it really skyrocketed from that place where i started to feel grounded in my life like that root chakra was was finally feeling solid so then i was able to go all the way up to that third eye all the way up to that crowning start connecting with god and i believe that for me connecting with god i do my i do it best not through prayer meditation breath work i do it when i paint i do it when i create i connect with the divine through my own expression, because it's my way of saying, thank you for letting me be alive, be in this human experience. <laughs> it's such a gift. Yeah. And when you start to look at that life as a canvas, the canvas doesn't seem so intimidating anymore. Mm-hmm. The canvas itself is just fun. You know, you look at your whole life as this big creation and it just starts to be fun.
0: hmm yeah. I, I completely agree with you. That resonates a lot with me. You know, 2020 was rough, but there was this sense of stillness and peace mm-hmm. that everyone felt the The hustle and bustle came to a screeching halt. You know, there was no one on the roads, no traffic. Everyone got to rest in a way that they truly needed, whether it sucked or not. We were forced to sit with ourselves to
1: tr- and not just sit, but sit in an intensely emotional time where all of your fears were kind of coming up to the surface 100 every single kind of oh should i do this should i do that what's this oh my god what's happening it mm. all came to the surface and there was nowhere to run there was nowhere to go no. you just kind of had to sit and process it the way you Process it, and for me, that's really when my creativity found me. Hmm. Even though it was something that kind of was in me for a long time, didn't develop until I had stillness in that time of not being able to put my energy into the wrong places. I really only had energy
0: to be put into at home, so might as well get creative. (laughs) Yes, I completely resonate with that. I mean, I think 2020, I published three books and started a podcast. I mean, I was just. What else could I do? It was, you know, in so many ways. Like being creative saves me, and you know, being and, saved me too. Yeah, and like, I was in this place, like everyone else, where I was alone and I was isolated, and I just wanted connection. So I'm like, how can I do that? Oh, I can start a podcast. And this was one of those things where, like, completely detached from the outcome. I just want to talk to people. I just want to hear people's stories. I'm a storyteller whether that's my story or other people's stories, like that's, that was my intention. And so. Wow. I love that. Yeah. It was just for you. Yeah. Yeah. Just a quarantine thing. And now it's one of the things that brings me so much frickin' joy. Like even today I was at the gym. I'm like, man, this morning I woke up, I wrote a little bit. I had like a great breakfast. I moved my body. I get to podcast today. Like this is such a good day you know, like we're still in a pandemic, you know, things are getting crazy around us, but in my mind, it's a good day. You know, I get to create and do. Yeah, It's actually so funny because I
1: was thinking about it today and I know the world is like,
0: a mess,
1: but I guess like so much of my life was a mess that I'm like coasting through this time, like, yeah, thriving because I've got overcome all of this trauma already. I'm like, all right, so a little more. This is actually the happiest I've ever been in my life. Yeah, by miles, this is the happiest I've ever been in my life. And if you're not in that Place right now I like I'm sending you so much love and I understand that this is a really difficult time and this is a part of your journey to get to your happiest place allow yourself to process the emotions that you're feeling because if you do you will get to this happiest place too I mean I've been really realizing it lately that of course I would love I have goals and aspirations Mm -hmm. and I have you know manifestations that of course I'm working on. But to be honest, this is, I look around at my life and if everything kind of just stayed the same, I would still be so happy to wake up every morning. Mm-hmm. And I've really, every morning, I've, this is another really big pro tip of my life <laughs> and happiness in general. I spend like four hours in the morning, like just deep diving into self growth. And of course I don't have kids, so I can do that, but I also wake up at 5 a.m. So yeah, I mean,
0: I, I, as a mom, I, I still take the time to journal, to meditate. I mean, it's a practice you yeah. have to, you have to make time for it. So I'm team make the time, not that you have time, make the time.
1: too. I am too, because of course I can never really speak to it because I don't have kids but I have a very noisy cat who <laughs> really wants my attention and I have very high maintenance uh, fiance. So between the two of them, I am very busy. And I know that, you know, I can only actually do my journaling, do my meditation, breath work, all of this before they wake up. Mm-hmm. So I actually have my cat in a separate room. I have Michael in bed <laughs> and I get up at 5am and I watch the sunrise every single morning. That's and yeah. yeah, and I, it it's, watching the sunrise, sun gazing, and connecting with that big, beautiful sun just reminds me how lucky we are every day. Because I mean, it's so consistent. And it's that stable rock for me that it rises every morning for me to be able to create and explore. And I know that there is consistency in that sun. So the sun has been a huge, huge teacher for me. I mean, I, I, I haven't fully developed like my words for how the lessons I have learned from the sun, but if you start sun gazing in the morning, waking up and just watching it, you will be like, "Wow, yeah, it's really, it's pretty epic." Um, and I also like I paint. Um, I have watercolors right next to my journal, and I paint a color how I'm feeling every
0: day. I love that so much.
1: Right, because you know I'm not. I don't need to sit down and draw a whole picture. Just connecting with color and my emotions mm. immediately it gives me so much feedback of what I'm feeling. Like I just see what I'm gravitating to, what I'm feeling and what does that color mean and what does it signify? And, you know, because I work with auras so much, obviously I I really understand color and it's such a great tool. And I really recommend just try and incorporate it crayons and just like color the color you're feeling. It doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be a masterpiece. Just, enjoy that process of tapping into your energy and and drawing it yourself and that has been a big tool and I journal three pages full pages every morning I don't know if you've read the artist way but it is like my bible so this is what I refer to for all of my lessons and teachings I've probably done the artist way like seven times so that's another big recommendation on my end but um yeah, I think that journaling is a huge no matter who you are, what you do, what you create, even if you don't think of yourself as an artist at all, journaling is transformative. I it We totally agree. It it's I realize like it's really like you you're connecting with God. You're connecting with your highest self when you're you're writing, you're, you're actually having a conversation with God. And, or the divine, the universe, whatever you feel comfortable calling it. But when you're writing your stream of consciousness, when you start to get used to doing it every day and it becomes habitual and you just do it and it, without judgment or thought or an intention or trying to write, you know, a story or, you know, even, or me create like a masterpiece, you know, it's just, I'm just writing because I'm trying to connect further with myself. And by connecting further with myself, I believe that we connect further with God and the
0: divine. Of course. Course. Totally. So it's awesome <laughs> yeah. I love that. Something that keeps popping in my head. I keep getting this, um, this word discipline, like talk about discipline, because even though you're saying like, well, I'm not a mom, but I get up at five every day. That's huge discipline. You know, like I have Thank all of you. these clients, and I don't know if it's hundreds or thousands at this point that you've done aura portraits for, but thousands. <laughs> thousands? Yeah, that's what I thought. Thousands. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't sure. So yeah. there is something to be said, though, about like knowing when to flow and knowing when to show the frick up, right? Like you show the frick up every morning for yourself, for God, for everything, right? And And I
1: also create every day. I make sure every single day I create something, whether it's just coloring in a coloring book or Mm -hmm. creating a whole painting, creating an entire course. Like I, I just make sure I create something Mm -hmm. every day, because if I'm out here claiming that I am an artist, then I need to embody that every single day. Yeah. Every single day. And that doesn't mean I need to, uh, create something that's going to make lots of money or create something that is going to give me loads of success. It's just to create something because it's connecting me to my purpose. So I guess there is discipline, but a lot of free flow discipline. Cause if I, you know, I, I never really miss a morning anymore. Like that's not something I've, I've pretty much watched the sunrise. That's incredible. Every morning for about Yeah. I would say over a year now. I've never, it's, it's something I've just really committed to. Mm -hmm. And I realized that once I started committing to one thing, committing to other things have been super seamless. And, you know, once I started creating every day and this starts from when I was, you know, two years ago when I was really pretty down on myself, I felt really depressed and I don't get depressed anymore. I have healed my depression because i've realized that if i create every day i actually don't get depressed and i don't know if that's for everyone everyone should just give it a shot because yeah, it's, it real, it works for me. it's free <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing to lose here i'm not trying yeah. to sell anything <laughs> right. you should just draw get a coloring book and honestly i i didn't believe it but when i start to look back on the last two years of really immersing myself in creation and my my truest self as an artist I have not really hit low depression have I had blue moments have I had bad days of course I'm a human being that's a part of the process it actually probably helps my inspiration and helps me to motivate myself I mean you know, when I'm unhappy with, if I'm not, if I'm, if I'm looking at my finances and I'm like, wow, I really want to create more abundance instead of being like, oh my God, I need money. Instead of it well, what can I get creating? What can I offer people that would get them so freaking excited, you know, that they would, would love to put money in my bank account. Like mm-hmm. it would be, it would be their honor. Like, I don't want to take money from people. I do not sell things mm-hmm. in a way that I am not, they have to come to me and want it. You know, I, I believe that is the only way I feel good accepting money is if they're like, please, I really want it. I'll be like, okay, okay. (laughs) But yeah, just, I, it's just, you know, I, I wasn't, I, when I was uh, younger, I was like an influencer and like, I, I Mm -hmm. I did not, I think, I, I guess I'm technically, I still have like that platform but it's not something I don't work with brands I don't advertise because I don't like to sell unless I am selling something that people are you know banging down my door for it or just I don't like it
0: it's not in alignment
1: for me yeah but yeah I mean I really I really healed my depression through creativity it seems like you may have as well and Mm -hmm. that's so I, I I'm so happy to hear that and I I really believe that that I think so many of us are disconnected from our creativity if that we give ourselves even just a chance mm-hmm. at giving it a go and and committing to it every day, even for 10 minutes. I mean, you don't need to commit to having an art studio that came like years later of me committing to that. You don't have to even share your art, you don't have to share anything, you can keep it all to yourself, but just show up for yourself in some way because it does make it easier. Now I work out six days a week. I care for my body because I realize that, you know, if I want to keep painting and I want to keep creating and I want to be able to do this in my seventies, I have to start, having a very able body now i have to make sure my my mental state is being you know worked on as well i do like exercises for my brain i'm making sure i'm doing workouts that keep me strong i do um, different you know exercises even for my hands because i worry that i'll you know one day will develop like carpal tunnel or something you know so i actually do these things now because i so love my life and the life that i have that i want to care for it and nurture it and support it And it's not out of discipline. It's truly out of love and gratitude for this life. Like every morning I wake up and I just truly thank God for allowing me to have this experience. And there was a time where I was suicidal. And Mm so the drastic difference between then and now and my biggest addition in my life has been creativity. And that's really when I honed in on that, why I want to you know, share that with others, share that with, you know, more people and how they can heal and how they can connect back to their creativity and their soul and their intuition, because it's, it's saved my life. And I would love to pass that on. So, you know, even though my next step is more of a less artistic creation, it's going to be more of like a chorus or membership kind of creation. It's, it's something that is making me so I, I need to share it. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's when that's when you need to tap into your purpose is when you're just like, I need to do this, because I know I've done so much work to heal myself, that it's not that I want to sell anyone on something, I actually just really want to provide this container so that people could actually heal themselves and love themselves and love waking up in the morning. And they don't need to even be as disciplined when it's just, it's it's easy, when it's lighting up your heart and your soul, it's easy to wake up because you're so excited
0: to start your day. Yeah, yeah. When you're talking about this, I keep feeling this like immense feminine flowing energy from you. And I think that's, you know, my word of the year is grace. And I really want to connect with my feminine so much more. I feel like, you know, in years past, my word would be like power or whatever. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I need to let go of all of this masculine energy that I've used to protect myself and connect with that. Like, you know, in my mind, the masculine's like, be disciplined, show the fuck up, you know, like that's what I've been doing. And I realized when the word grace came to me, like we're done with that. This is the year we attract. This is the year we flow. This is the year where discipline is flow, right? Yes.
1: Discipline is flow because when you're flowing, you show up and you're disciplined, not because you're forcing yourself, not this heavy masculine energy of forcing. I'm going to do it. I'm going to achieve. Yeah. It's actually like, Oh my God, this feels so damn good Yeah, that is leaning into that feminine you're writing every day because oh my god there's nothing you'd rather do you know and it's that's the moment when you just really tap into that divine feminine and yeah i actually it's so funny you were saying because i i actually want to step a little bit more into my masculine as well (laughs) because i'm very into my feminine and you know there were times in my life though that i was very into my masculine as well but i've definitely really I'm yeah. in my family these days and I love it and I feel so creative but yeah I mean stepping into that power is also it, it can be feminine as well I mean power is feminine when we're talking about creating I mean think about birthing a child there is nothing more powerful than yeah. birthing a child
0: like and
1: stuff Yeah, that is power. Men are not that powerful. Masculine is not as powerful
0: as totally.
1: So I have to say that I, even though I'm, I'm embodying this empowerment. I guess, I guess to me, empower and empower and power are two different words. You know, and they're two different meanings. That I want to be so empowered that I. It might seem like I'm stepping into my masculine, but truly it's just my feminine so embodied. Mm. I have a powerful feminine because I'm so in my flow yeah. that of course I am showing up. Of course I'm creating abundance. Of course I am, you know, stepping up and showing up because I'm in flow and I'm in that state of just like pure creative bliss. Mm-hmm. and that i wouldn't want to do anything else i want to offer yeah. i want to give you know
0: i really love that and i know we've briefly talked and i feel like i have to talk about it cuz it's just like in my throat like talk about me that you've yes. been sober for 3 years right oh yeah. yeah yeah i
1: have i i never resonated with alcohol mm-hmm. um, my i was so i would i guess i've never even used really the term sober but that is what I have been I mean yeah. I, I I my family uh, my grandmother was a very very serious alcoholic and caused my my mom and you know my aunt my uncle a lot of pain and yeah. it's something I saw from a very young age so I never really was attracted to it and I'm really grateful for that because I know that sometimes it can just be genetic and inside you and I I mm-hmm. I send people love who are struggling with that. I guess for me, I, I only really began drinking socially, you know, and it was really in college. And actually one of the first nights I drank, I got hit by a car. So maybe that's why I like really don't like to
0: drink a vibrational match. (laughs) <laughs> maybe this isn't for me but
1: um, yeah i mean i really only i drank in school and i remember just like waking up every morning just feeling so depressed and my mm-hmm. stomach would hurt so much and i would feel so low and yeah. i i really drank to be accepted you 100%. know it wasn't because i was even you know shy or mm-hmm. nervous, of course I have those those things too sometimes, but it wasn't, that wasn't my reasoning or peer pressure. It's because like, I just wanted to be accepted and I wanted people to like me. Mm-hmm. And I was convinced that I was like a funnier, you know, more exciting person. And honestly, I might be, I don't know. <laughs> like yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a hoot, but yeah. like, I, I have to say, but what it would do to me was destroy it, it it sucked the soul I mean it's a spirit you're basically putting spirits inside you and they're taking over hmm. you know and I I feel that so much because when I was drinking it was like I I only I made my worst mistakes drinking I was yes. never an alcoholic but right. anytime I drank I made terrible decisions I, I luckily never got to that place of like blacking out, but I would choose to make terrible decisions in that state, you know, something would overtake me. And I guess a few years ago, um, uh, my partner doesn't drink either. So that makes it a lot easier. Really for me because, yeah. So, and he really, he has a similar vibe, never really an alcoholic or anything, mm-hmm. but just neither of us were really attracted to alcohol now we definitely work with like healing plants and those kind of things but yeah. um, that'll be for another episode but definitely with alcohol I found that when I released it entirely one I never miss it and I used to say like oh if I want to have a drink I'll have a drink now the desire is never there and I even took out that like oh that those moments when we're celebrating and everyone just has a glass of champagne it's like who am I trying to impressed with my cheers glass of champagne right. why should i attribute celebration with with numbing my already vibrant soul why would that be what how i celebrate by waking up and feeling low right. you know i took away the celebration aspect of alcohol and you know i'm not i do not judge if people want alcohol mm-hmm. i am not one to like shame people judge them i actually think that it's like okay well, everyone has their medicine, their vices, it may be just affects them differently. And I release all of that for sure. So wherever you are on your path with alcohol, there is zero judgment coming from me. All good. I understand that everyone has different responses, but for me, I knew that it wasn't right for me Mm -hmm. to keep drinking in any way, any capacity socially, um, was really the only way I drank. I never really drank on my own, but I've seen it ruin people's lives. And I just, I never got a solid vibe from it. So yes, I've been, I haven't had a drink in three years. So love that. Pretty I,
0: exciting, love yeah. I just thought that was important. And especially, you know, I subscribe to some of my favorite authors' newsletters. And one of them was talking about how he love, he calls it the idea, which is pretty much like how you're saying you show up for like source and God and yourself like his was called he called it the idea and he's like the idea saved me when all the other like wannabe writers were staying out late and drinking and t- not taking care of the I- their bodies the idea saved me and told me to go home early get a good night's rest eat mm-hmm. my like, green vegetables go to the gym and it's like yes
1: I love going to bed early. I go to bed every night at like 9 30, 10. Like there's, I cannot stay up later. If my friends want to go out, I actually like go to like their little pre game. I guess not even, cause none of us really yeah.
0: drink, but a pre party. And then I go home. <laughs> they all go out. <laughs> <up> my <laughs> husband, <said> <laughs> we just, if people like make plans, like, you know, neighborhood friends we're like, we go to bed at 9 30. Like, even if we wanted to stay out late, like he would just fall asleep on the couch and I would be like curled up in a ball, like in a blanket, like, can we just go home? Yes. No,
1: no, we, we are not. I have to say like, I went out a lot when I was living in London and New York. In my 20s. I went out so much. I, I drank, but never really that right, much, right. to be honest. But I, I always drank a little socially. I went out. I danced on tables. I was on oh, yeah. bars. Like I did the whole thing. <laughs> and it was fun. It was fun. But I, I was happy to release it. And I mean, now my evenings, um, Michael and I actually meditate for about 45 minutes every night together uh, before we go to bed. So I that is it. usually our routine and we have two like crystal heating pads and we're both like, we love to like be together, but separate. <laughs> we like <laughs> our like personal space. So I have a little couch and he has a little couch and oh he sits God. on his yeah. heating pad it's and meditates. And I, <laughs> yeah, and then I do mine on my heating pad and meditate. So my evenings, we don't even actually own a television. So we just... wow yeah we just meditate before bed. we hang out. I mean, of course, I still have a phone and a computer, so um that's there, but we really try to eliminate uh screens at that. like around like nine o'clock. I would that's say like we're just like done, and when we sit down to dinner together, we make sure to like separate from our phones and like start to like separate from technology. Yeah. that's actually been a really big, helpful tool, and actually like. Committing to a bedtime and going to sleep, and like it, just great sleep. I actually think the if you can hone in on creating an amazing night's sleep for yourself, you just can show up and do everything better. When I started focusing on my sleep and just making sleep my priority, yes. like everything in my
0: life got better. <laughs> I completely agree with that percent <laughs> And like for me, not really drinking anymore that's my favorite freaking part is how well I sleep. And then I wake up like razor sharp, like, you yes. know, I get my morning tea or whatever and I can write and everything comes out and there's just this like clarity and restfulness and peace. So that's why I brought it up because at least for me it's helped me yes. connect so much more. Um, even with that, like flow of discipline, right? Just feeling good has been huge.
1: Yeah, even when you were mentioning that about the sober aspect, it's funny because you know prior when I did drink, I actually was an atheist. Oh wow! <laughs> and I'm not saying like maybe they're connected. I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I've never made that connection. But just sitting here and you ask me that question, I actually was. I didn't believe in God. I, I actually totally disconnected from God. So when my spiritual awakening happened, it was around the same time I completely released alcohol. It wasn't, but it wasn't a plan. Like it just
0: kind right. of right. naturally happened for me. Yeah. Honey, really? That's yeah. so oh, you mean? I got sick. You know, I, I had Crohn's disease. I don't like to own it It's something they say you have for life, but, um, I was diagnosed with that and I just had uh, like, uh, I've, I've had probably several spiritual awakenings. Yeah. This was the one that like really like pushed me and was like you are not. This disease truly found me and made me better. Like I was not showing up as my best self and if I wanted to be, I had to release, you know. Um and I, I just hit this point where I'm like if I want to be healthy, if I want to wake up feeling good every day, I have to make the conscious choice to let it go. Because yeah. I, I couldn't heal with it. So it's one of those things that like happened to me, happened for me.
1: That's so beautiful. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, Crohn's disease is... I I, I don't know much about it, but I know
0: that alcohol probably is like the worst thing oh, for Crohn's disease. <laughs> You're a poison. I mean, imagining pouring like peroxide on like a canker sore. That's like what alcohol would do. So... Yeah. I mean,
1: just waking up in the morning and not having Since I remember my stomach was just yeah. in knots and I'd feel so yeah. sick. Yeah. I remember that. Good. And it was, it's, it's, yes. I mean, alcohol is just, for me, it was very, it was very toxic. And I think, yeah. honestly, for everyone, it's,
0: it's a kind of toxic. It just depends yeah. on the level of which that you're able to handle it. Exactly. I know we're kind of running out on time a little bit. So I just wanted to kind of like wrap it up and ask some fun things. Um, what is like your favorite ritual to support like a higher level of creative energy? I mean, is it like the waking up and sun gazing? Like what is it really?
1: We really have tapped into it already. Cause I, I believe in consistency and creating habits that you can maintain. So I don't want to like, for me, it's journaling, waking up, sun gazing, doing a bit of breath work, and just setting up for my day, making like a list of what I want to create, what I want to do, and making sure to include both desires and like have tos, you know, Mm -hmm. so I want to have a list of both, and if I'm seeing only like I have to do this, I have to do that, it always kind of incorporates something that would inspire me as well, so that's like something that at least is an actionable step, but really finding your own method and your own habits and your own way of doing something because we're all so different. Mm -hmm. You know, we all create in our own way. So finding a habit that you can do consistently that supports your creativity will do so much more than, uh, you know, just like being like, okay, I'm going to paint once a month. You know, even though I really recommend like once a week, uh, setting yourself up with like just an hour or 20 minutes, even if you don't have much time, like try and make a little bit of time for yourself every week to be creative and don't do it with someone else. Like don't, uh, you know, invite your friend along or your, your kids along. This is time for you to, you know, sit in nature and color a piece, a color coloring book, you know, Mm -hmm. or you know, go to a museum or go to, you know, a sacred place, go to, you know, that that is sacred to you, whether that may be like a church or Mm -hmm. a mosque, whatever you resonate with. I mean, go to a sacred place. For me, the beach is, you know, my sacred place. That's where I connect with God. Yeah, Yeah. So I, I really recommend consistency of any habit and make it something that's that works for your life and then setting set a time preferably at least an hour every week that you just dedicate to your own creative
0: growth and healing I love that and one thing was you mentioned that you recommend connecting with color every day how do you Mm -hmm people can incorporate this new practice because I'm intrigued. I have a journal, the daily vibe journal. And so there's so many different pieces you were touching. On. I created this journal. I, don't, I think it was 2020 where I just kind of made it for myself and whoever wanted it. It's on Amazon and it's not something I'm like pushing or anything, but there's a yeah. lot of pieces. Yeah. So it's um, all about like connecting with your energy and connecting with your higher self. And then there's this one piece where it's like draw how you feel. And I love that. So I'm like thinking, I'm like maybe in this, you know, practice people can use a color, right? Or how can, yeah. they, how can they use that?
1: I think tapping into your own aura, I'm actually going to be having like a workshop about painting your aura, which would be mm. really fun. And that will talk more about that. But um, as of now, I would just, you know what, grab some crayons grab watercolors, something simple that you actually feel connected to, even one that would connect you to like that inner child. Like you don't have to, you know, go get oil paints and become, yeah. you know, a master artist. Like, yeah, just, like yeah, grab yeah. something that like actually will tap you into that, that inner child and then um, use your hand and feel over the colors, like throw them out on a, like a table and just feel them out. And feel which one resonates with you if, if you need a little bit of guidance. when And you'll you'll get a pull. You'll get a nudge. Mm-hmm. This is how I feel. And it's funny. When you're using it, you'll be like, wow, yes, this is exactly how I feel. Even if you want to do, like, two that. colors, three colors. I've had that before. But usually one color just stands out to me. And you just – I I just – color on the top of the page. It doesn't always look great. Like I just honestly shade it in and just be like, okay, just seeing the color visually really helps me connect to myself. Mm -hmm. And it connects to just like my energy that day, because, you know, it's constantly changing. You can Mm -hmm. feel really motivated one day and then the next day you're like oh wow no I'm definitely never going to accomplish anything in my life (laughs) like you know and it can if you one day it's the next and keeping track of it through color is very interesting because I find that so often it won't go from like red to blue I find that it actually usually goes through like one day I'll feel red the next maybe yellow the next oh
0: yeah
1: it ends up becoming that more often than not it's super interesting and, and if I, I go through that. my pages it just shows how I kind of go through this cycle that we were talking about earlier yeah and not like pinpointing and being like oh I'm this point in my cycle it actually shows like where I'm at and you can even like use the colors as a gauge when you're going through your journal again if you've done it for like a month you can see your
0: oh, whole I month and green today
1: yeah yeah and take that energy and, and you can look into like what the colors mean yeah. or symbolize, but really you can just kind of tap into it yourself and what they mean to you. Like why yeah. are you connected to that color?
0: That is so funny. I was journaling the other day in my daily vibe journal and I have this um this one part where you connect with like spiritual energy and like whatever comes up as like your sign for the day. And I just kept looking around the room and like green was grabbing my attention. So I just wrote down the word green and like looked it up, mm. like what it meant. It was like health and prosperity and wellness and all of these things. And I was like, wow, what a great message. But I think actually using like a crayon or like my son's, you know, watercolor paint would be yeah. a really fun way. So yeah, I'm excited to see what you do with this uh, course. It sounds yeah, I'm really excited. excited. I'm
1: still developing it, but I'm thinking like, yeah. like a membership that involves, gets people creating and in a gentle, healing way, you know, versus something that's, I don't want to create something that's like an art class. You know, I don't want to be like, this yeah. is what you do. This is what you create. Follow my instruction. I want them to be able to tap into their creative energy intuitively mm-hmm. and without judgment, without fear and yeah, like go for it, you know? And Mm -hmm. when you start to just go for it, that's what life's about, you know, taking risks and chances and just seeing what comes of it. So it's really exciting. I'm really excited to see what comes of it too. Me too.
0: (laughs) This has been so incredible. I was covered with goosebumps like at least seven different times. So thank Thank you so much for coming on and enlightening us. I think this is going to be so beautifully healing for so many people um, how can people connect with you like going forward?
1: Sure. So you're going to find me most easily at your aura by Allie on Instagram. Um, I really recommend connecting there. I also have a TikTok at Allie.Lizzi and my website is actually being redone. So
0: stay tuned. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's been such a joy. Thank you so much. It's been really so beautiful talking
1: to you. I feel like we've talked for so long about this podcast and it was like everything it was supposed to
0: be. So I'm so happy. Thank you so much for holding this space and inviting me to be on your wonderful show. Of course. Thank you so much again. Thank you for showing up today. I appreciate you being here in this space with me. If you are into this episode or you really dig the podcast, I would be so grateful for your five-star review on here, as well as sharing this episode or podcast with your crew. If it resonates at all, that would mean the world to me. Also, here is an invitation to hang out with me on Instagram at Brittany Basinski. You can chat with me here anytime. I would love to connect with you. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being here. Until next time. are finding yourself interested and curious about how to support your hormones and your sleep, health and hygiene with a supplement that helps reduce stress, helps promote relaxation, decreases inflammation in the body and can help you sleep. I've got the solution and it is CBD oil. I've been talking about CBD oil for years. Before it was the cool thing to talk about and before it was the thing everybody was using because it has changed my life. I take CBD oil every single day. It has helped me with my gut health. It has helped me with my sleep. I take it before I go to bed for a great night's sleep. My favorite brand is NuVita CBD. You can go to their website, nuvitacbd.com, CBD. N-U-V-I-T-A-C-B-D. Com. You can head to their website and choose between tinctures, CBD rollers, and even soft gels to pick your fancy. There is something for everyone. If you are interested, you can use my code Basinski B-A-C-I-N-S-K-I, to save 15% off on their website on any of the CBDs, CBNs, or CBG oils. They really have everything for whatever you're looking for but if you're thinking about increasing the quality of your sleep helping with stress and relaxation I would personally recommend the CBD line from NuVita.